Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a beautiful conversation with Jen Mansell, who is a Toronto-based breathwork facilitator, practitioner, and somatic body-based coach. It really was just that, like this conversation around using breathwork as a tool to relax and diving into creating the relationship back to your body and having your body be a real safe zone for you in this journey. We talk about just the resistance around breath work, the resistance around building that body-mind connection in this journey. She gives so many new ways of the importance of breath work in this journey, but also in life. And um, we, we talk about you know, everyone just being like, just relax, just relax. And you know, what does that even mean? And she says this one thing that's so amazing that's, you know, re- relaxing is actually active. Just think about that for a second. And uh, I never kind of considered it or the idea of relaxation, I always thought was just, you know, zoning out. I'm going to go relax and zone out. And it's so much more than that. And there's so much healing to be done um, when we do breath work. And I'm on my own breath work journey. And that's why I wanted to bring Jen onto the podcast to have you consider um, adding this to something you're doing to help you along on this journey, but also a tool that you can use beyond this journey. So I will stop talking and let the expert walk you through how breath work can really be such a beautiful addition to not just your fertility journey, but but really your life. Okay. Now to my conversation with Jen Menzel. This episode is powered by Twig Fertility, Toronto's newest fertility clinic. Twig has reimagined every aspect of the clinical experience to be more thoughtful, more personal, and more comfortable for you. With a brand new state-of-the-art on-site embryology lab designed to achieve the best possible outcomes, Twig's full suite clinic provides a more integrated approach to your care at every stage of your journey. To learn more or book your fertility consult, go to www.twigfertility.com. Three years ago, at six months pregnant, we lost our second baby to an undetected external infection, and what followed took us down a path we could never have predicted. I was used to getting pregnant quickly and unassisted. The infertility journey came as a surprise. No one talked to me about getting my ovarian reserve tested. No one told me that because I got pregnant easily with my first and my second, it didn't mean that I could expect the same with my third or fourth for that matter. I thought IUIs were a for sure thing. I thought IVF was a one month process and that's, that's just the physical part. All these assumptions were incorrect, but why would I know any better? I'm Emily Getz, a fertility and life mindset coach, founder of Day One, a first of its kind fertility support network and host of the Day One podcast, a show dedicated to the unspoken side of fertility. Here I share my story and bring together moms, dads, parents-to-be, doctors, specialists, and healers to help break stigmas, normalize the conversation, and bring education to the forefront. My hope is that by listening, you learn how to still be you and go through the infertility trenches and feel part of the day one community so your journey doesn't feel so lonely. So 
feel like I need to bring my low voice to this conversation today with you, Jen. <laughs> Love it. Now all close your eyes and take in this beautiful conversation today. How'd I do? You nailed it. So great. <laughs> do you want a Love- new job? I'll hire you. <laughs> I feel like if you hired me, people would be like, why do I feel more stressed after that breathwork session? (laughs) No way. Thank you so much for your time today. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. Um, I think it's such a gift to talk about different modalities on how to calm your nervous system in the fertility world. And you have just been on my list of those things. And not only for the community and for my listeners here, but my own breathwork journey. I'm like really at day one of that, but I've had the pleasure of being in your sphere for not a lot of time, but the time that we've worked together was so impactful that I was like, I need you to come on here and for us to dive a little bit into the impact breathwork can have. So thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and to get to have these chats with you. Where do you think we should begin, Jen? Like, I'm going to make a little assumption and say some of these listeners have never done breath work before. So mm-hmm. I think we should just start at like, what is breath work and why is it important to you? And why have you kind of devoted your life work in this department? Yeah, great questions. So to start, like, we'll do a little bit of the what is breath work. Breath work is really using your breath in a conscious way to create a different feeling or state in your body. So there's lots of different breathing techniques out there that that people do. We've got like box breathing, four, seven, eight breathing. There's all these different functional breathing techniques that we can do that impact our nervous system and ultimately the way that we feel. So that's kind of like one avenue of breath work breathe differently, feel differently. And then the type of breath work that I really got into is more therapeutic breathing where you breathe for longer periods of time and it really starts to retrain your nervous system, how to release tension and stress from the body and to remember how to relax and find this beautiful healing state that your body loves to be in again. And so I got into it after I was a very sick child and struggled with my health all through my teenage years and um, started embarking on an alternative health journey when I was like 16. I was quite the rebel and, uh, you know, just said to my mom, like, I'm not going to live my life in a bubble. (laughs) So, you know, my path took me through nutrition and naturopaths and chiropractors and all this stuff. And I eventually stumbled across breathwork in a time where I was doing all the right things physically. I was taking all the stuff, following all the protocols And I still wasn't getting the results I wanted, which was to feel better and to have my body functioning in the way that I desired. And 
it really was breath work that helped me rebuild a relationship with my body where my body was no longer the enemy. After being sick for so many years and my bo- it's like my body feels out of control. It's doing all these things that I don't want it to do. And no, I want it to do this. I had this very toxic relationship with my body where I was always punishing it and angry at it and stressed about it. And therefore I couldn't get better. And so breathwork was really the thing that helped me to start to be like, wow, my body is amazing. My body knows how to heal itself. My body knows exactly what it's doing. I need to get my head out of the way so that this whole thing can be the magic that it knows to be. And so I, w- I would say that breathwork is the, is the thing that really helped me the most to, um, to heal and to come to a place of thriving health now. Everything you're saying, I mean, from like a fertility standpoint, that's so like our journey, right? Is this like push and pull relationship with our body. Um, This idea that we feel betrayed in certain ways by our body, then we feel our body's resiliency, then we feel dissociated to it so we can like go through everything that we have to go through. And it becomes very complicated. Like part of me really finds my experience in, in, my fertility world and our fertility story, a gift because it's forcing me to say like, well, what kind of relationship do I want to have with my body? You know, whereas in before, even after my pregnancy, like I had not a huge relationship with it because it was giving me what I wanted ultimately. So when I hear you speak about, it's almost like a recovery back into Mm -hmm. yourself. Part of me feels like it's scary. So, you know, even the first time I did breath work, I was like, I don't want to do it. Is that normal? Like, where's the reason? Why are people having some resistance towards this work? You know, this is really kind of uh, the underlying theme here is this theme of like control versus surrender. Mm. Right. So in your fertility journey and in my health journey, it's this balance between like, I want to control and I want my body to stop doing this and to start doing that. And how do I like, you know, rebalance so that at the very least there is some kind of element of I'm letting go, I'm trusting Because we know that when the body is relaxed, it heals. When the body rests, it heals. You know, the female body is made to create when it's in flow, when it's in harmony. So it's like tipping the scales so we can come back to this balance. But when our minds and our egos get really wrapped up in this like, pursuit of, I have to make this thing happen. I have to control nature. It does not want to do the surrendering because it feels like if I surrender, I'll die or, or I'll, I won't get what I want or I'll have to face my deepest pain that I'll never have what I really want or that, you know, maybe this isn't possible or 
um, whatever it is. So in breath work, we teach ourselves how to move through that mental resistance, which says like, let's not go there. Let's not go into the feelings. Let's not go beneath our chins, into our hearts and into our bodies. It's too scary. Because if we bring our attention and our awareness down there, it feels like we're going to lose control. And that feels like really terrifying. So in breath work, we learn how to, we learn that it's firstly very normal to have resistance to being present and to feeling things. It's our mind's way of protecting us and keeping us surviving, like you said. And so as we start to breathe, we start to come back into our body. It's almost like, you know, a withered balloon starts to like have life back in it. We start to realize like, oh, wait a second, like this is actually a safe place to be. I'm a, I can feel the sadness that's here and I'm actually okay. I can let the energy move down to my feet and come back up again and it's actually not so overwhelming. And that's when our mind and our bodies come back into harmony and balance and our control and surrender also come back into balance. So we're not lopsided. And then once you come back into your body in that way and you move through the resistance, you start to realize again that your body is a safe place to be. It's like you come home again, you turn the lights on, you put the kettle on, you lay on the couch, get a cozy blanket up. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's that feeling of home that I've been missing, that I've been trying to find, but outside of this place. I'm like, my bo- hearing you talk, I just feel like my whole body <laughs> has come down. Like you do, you like reach into my heart and you're just speaking to it. So it's so beautiful. I think, you know, a huge thing that uh, people talk to us about in this community is like, just relax, you know, like just relax and you'll get pregnant, just relax. And I think there's even a bit of resistance in wanting to do breath work because you're like, well, doing breath work is not going to get me pregnant. And that's not what we're talking about here. And I want to be really clear about that. We're actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jen, but when someone says relax, people think it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to go watch TV or I'm just going to go in my bed. And this is like a tool. This isn't a, a way in which you actually can get your nervous system and your body to relax. And it's relaxation to your point. It's just optimization in terms of your body functioning in the best way it can be. And I, I, I think I talk about this from a mindset perspective too. You know, it's like you have your team you have your doctors, you have your naturopaths, you have your acupuncturists, but what are you actually doing for your body? Like truly to get your nervous system down, like what are you doing there? And then, and then my other piece is like, what are you doing for your mind? You know, mm-hmm. who's leading those teams for you? And I, I, I find those, that two pieces are left out often in, in a health journey or in a fertility journey. It's just, you know, we are to your point looking outside of ourselves for all of these answers and why I love this idea of breath work for people that are going through a fertility journey is it's, it actually is a tool. Like it's sort of like the supplement for 
you know, your body or your health metabolically. And this is sort of the tool for relaxing. Yeah, you're nailing it. I think this idea of just relax, you know, I can use myself as an example. Um, someone telling me to just relax around my chronic health was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I couldn't just relax. I was um, hypervigilant. I felt like things aren't okay. I'm not okay. Something's wrong. You know, I was, I was constantly in stress. So for me to just relax was impossible. To just relax meant I had to get out of my head. And to get out of my head was like, my head was spinning on, okay, what do I got to do next? And what's the next supplement? And did I take it? And am I eating the right food? And Are you in our brains right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lived it in a different way. You know? yeah. But I, I see that all of these, the patterns of how we relate to ourselves are you know, across different many things. So firstly, I just want to say just relaxing is a joke. Relaxing is actually a conscious, active thing that we can do with a tool when we learn how. So most of us don't know how to relax anymore because we don't have off time we're on all the time. There's constant stimulation. We used to have more clear boundaries and structures around what was time to actually rest and what was time to actually do. And our bodies need a cue or need a tool, something to shift us from the doing state, the sympathetic nervous system state, the sometimes stress state into a relaxation state in the body, which is just your parasympathetic nervous system is working and functioning well, which means that your body is like resting, digesting, and restoring itself. And so that's why most people look for wine, cannabis, like they're looking for the thing that's going to shift their state from, oh, got to do all the things into, oh. it's that feeling. That's the feeling we're all looking for. That's relaxation. Oh. Your body is actually releasing tension. So breath work is a really helpful tool to shift those states. Now, you can use it to shift from a parasympathetic state into a sympathetic state, meaning if you wake up in the morning and you're super groggy and super tired and like really dragging your heels, you can use your breath to wake you up and ignite your body, or you can use it in the opposite way to take you from a busy stress state into a slower, more reparative state. So yes, just relaxing is false. Learning how to relax and what gets you there in a healthy way is the, is the way I see it. This episode is brought to you by the Day One Membership. The Day One Membership is a monthly subscription that is anything but a typical fertility support group. 
Being a member gives you access to our weekly group calls, which includes coaching by me to learn new ways to look at your fertility circumstances, allows you to vent about all the bullshit and build connections with people who get it. We have experts who join our sessions monthly and you have access to our closed Facebook group that is curated and not a free for all like all other open support groups. You have made the decision to do this, but now you have a choice on how you experience it. Learn how to still live your life while you go through some of the hardest moments by joining us. Go to dayonefertility.com slash membership to sign up. I love how you said that relaxing is actually an active thing, you know? And I and I really, really like that because um, you have to make time to relax in, in this arena. You know, I think decompressing, Mm. I think people get confused with relaxing, Mm -hmm. you know, because when I think about my relaxation time, I actually don't think I'm relaxing. I'm decompressing from the day, which means I like, I want to zone out and, and relaxing isn't really zoning out. Right. It, it is actually zoning in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because in order for the body to relax, the mind has to be settled. Mm. So long as your mind is busy, your body can't fully relax. So yeah, if you're on Instagram or you're doing something, it's like, are you, so you might be like, you know, in a chill state, but are you really in, in a deep healing state or are you zoning out? I love this idea too of um, healing the relationship mm. and really starting to think of your body as a safe zone. I think there's so much trauma that um, I'm now speaking specifically around fertility. There's so much trauma that you are enduring. You know, it's shots in your stomach and you know weekly ultrasounds internally and miscarriages and you know, it's very easy to feel like your body's betrayed you. And so when you have that sort of survivor mentality as well, where you're like, I just need to get to the finish line. I don't want to look inward. I'm just wanted to associate so I can get myself, you know, it's funny. Like I, I've, I've had so many internal ultrasounds that I'm on my phone half the time. I mean, I have a full internal, like, wand like up my Mm. vagina and I'm like on my, I'm so dissociated from that region because it's been years of it where I'm like, well, I'm just going to be in survival mode. The idea of like spending more time in that place for me, I'm like, well, I already spend time there. So I find my mind body connection at times in this journey, not at, I don't want to say it's all the time, but at certain phases, so dissociated because that feels like a survival mode for me. But I've actually come to realize that for me to even move forward, like when I look at the next year, when I look at 2023 for me and my fertility journey, it's like a healing year for me. Like I actually think I've gone too far and I want to come back in because ultimately it's me and me. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately I closed my eyes and I need to find that reconnection. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, people that work with you, um, your clients that are rebuilding that through breath work? 
and and how that healing journey kind of comes to be and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So the body is always communicating to us. Sometimes we're listening and sometimes we're not. And when we take time to be present with the body and start to do the opposite of dissociating, we, we tune in and say, oh, I notice there's tension in my hip. Oh, I notice that I'm, my chest is feeling really clenched. Oh, I'm noticing that I have a sense of overwhelm. It's almost like if you imagine that your body is, is like a child. It's like you're giving that child your presence and your attention. And no matter what the child is feeling, it kind of like moves through it. And it lets it go, comes back to a place of peace because it feels seen, it feels acknowledged. And so that's how we build harmonious relationship, whether it's with a child or a partner or something else. We get present with that other thing and we tune in instead of tuning out and we listen and we feel. And so when it comes to rebuilding a relationship with the body, the first thing to look at is that dissociating. So one of my biggest coping mechanisms when I was unwell was just to leave my body and pretend it was not even there and not even a part of me because it was too painful. And so I remember early early days when I was just starting to do breath work, I used to sit and meditate and I would just sit there and be like, I don't know where I am, but I cannot feel my body at all. And so the first step is to start to return home, to come back home. And the breath is so helpful because it like, it kind of like pulls us down into our body, pulls us down, come back, come back. So that's kind of the first step. And then the second step is starting to build body awareness, which means that a part of your mind is paying attention to what's happening here. So that's how we stay in our body. After, you know, leaving, 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 we stay by being aware. So I'm sitting here on this chair and I'm aware of the chair under my bum. I can feel my foot on the stool that it's on. I can feel my sweaty palms. I can notice my head is hot. So that's how I stay in connection with my body throughout the day. And so when I, when I work with people, we start by slowly bringing them back home to their bodies, which truly amazes me how quickly it happens, how quickly people are like, oh, oh my gosh, that feels so much better. Wow, I didn't know how disconnected I was. I didn't know I was like floating somewhere out here. I, I did a session um, with a woman yesterday and uh, she was like, I'm, I don't know. I'm like feeling really, really a lot of resistance. I'm really nervous about this. Like, I don't know, like 90 minutes. Like, I don't, I don't think I can sit still for that long. This is going to be awful. And I was like, well, you know, we talked to the resistance. We worked with it 10 minutes in. She's just like, gosh, I feel so much peace. Like I feel still and calm and 
all of that. So I help people reconnect by just one, coming back to their body, two, finding their breath as a tool to continually bring them back, and three, building body awareness, this connection of communication with the body. Oh, noticing, you know, some energy in my stomach. Okay, what's there? Curious, open, you know, instead of this relationship which I had for a long time, which was like, oh my God, there's a rash on my arm. This is so bad. What am I going to do? I got to fix it. Something's broken. Something's wrong. It's like, oh, hey, body, you need, you need something? <laughs> what can uh, I get for you? It's funny because I also feel on the flip side of this that sometimes I'm like, Tell me, tell me if you think this makes sense. Sometimes I feel too in tune. So where it mm. bucks me up kind of. So, you know, um, I'm in a two week wait, let's just say, and um, I'm nauseous and I'm like, oh my God, am I nauseous? Cause I'm pregnant and blah, or I'm tired. I took a nap. Oh my God. I can't believe I took a nap. Maybe I'm blah. like, then it's like, I can't win sort of in this state that I'm in. It's like, I'm either so in tune that I'm spinning <laughs> Or I'm so dissociated that I have no relationship. Yeah. And there's this way that it's like, it's changing the way our mind relates to those sensations too. Because it's like, just because the body has a sensation, it's like the mind loves to make meaning. Yeah. Well, oh, like, I talk oh, about this all the time. Oh, I feel this. So definitely it means that, or it means that. And the body doesn't really communicate like that. It's like if you have a pain in your liver, it doesn't mean there's something with your liver necessarily. It's just the body like, hey, attention. Hey, little attention. So it's more general and subtle. And so I think um, this the, the dance, that dance of like hypervigilance around the sensations comes back to, it always comes back to, how can I come back to that place of surrender? Mm. How can I come back to that place of like, I'm here and I'm safe and I let go of my mind's agenda and I trust my body. I'm here and I'm safe and I let go of my mind's agenda and I trust my body. For people that are like completely new to this, like what advice could you just, you know, give them? You know, what what's a way in which they could dip their toe or just is there something they could try at home just to like level themselves. And then I want to, I definitely want to talk about, you know, how to work with you and how to integrate breath work into this journey. Yeah, absolutely. I would say like, if you've never tried any kind of breathing practice before and you're like, what is this all about? I would recommend like sit down, make a space for yourself, put your phone in the other room, light a candle. You can put on a little music, set a timer for 10 minutes and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, just in and out. You can count. If you want to count, you can count in for two, out for two, or in for four, out for four. And you're just going to breathe for that 10 minutes. Whatever comes into your head is so normal. 
I think people expect that they're supposed to like sit and have like no thoughts and be clear and your mind is going to go, what should I do later? What am I? It's just what it does. So focus on the counting. One, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. In, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. And do it once and note how you feel before and note how you feel after and see if it changes something in you. Wait, wait, say that again so I can zone out to your amazing voice right now, guys. I mean, <laughs> you understand why I wanted to have her on. I, you know, I was introduced to you through my coach, which I'm so grateful for. And, you know, my coach noticed in me this like big gap, I would say, in between my my and my resistance on this mind-body thing. And I remember just like I remember. Catherine turning on the computer being like, we're going to start the day with a 20 minute breath work. And I was like, Oh fuck. I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. Before you could even fully register what was going on. You were like, I don't want to. (laughs) And really it, it shifted my whole day. Cause I was like, there was this nervous, excited, like awesome energy, but that's how fertility feels. It feels like there is no relaxation state. You're constantly on a very, very, very high vibration where you think numbing yourself is sort of the only thing that's going to get you through this. And there's also this idea of like, I never want to stop time. I don't want things to feel slow. I want them to feel fast so I can get it right now. And da, 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 da. And like, what I've shifted for myself and, and, and a, a reframe I've done in my own journey is like, how cool would it be if the reason I'm going through this barrier to what I want is so I can learn to come home? Hmm. I mean, when I have that baby and I have these tools and I can like, that's a life thing. You know, these things are forever this is just mm-hmm. a moment in my life. It's I know people listening right now are like, it's ne- I'm never going to have this. And it's, my life is always going to be like this. And it's hard. It's very hard to see outside of where we are right now. But I think that's what breathwork does. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? A little bit. It's just like, it makes you feel safe. I know we've spoken about this, but it almost anchors you into the like okayness of your circumstances. Yeah, that's exactly it. It gives you access to things like presence, inner sense of peace and safety and calm and resiliency and a way to find clarity that will serve you in numerous ways in in you know, we're all going to have more and more things happen with our bodies as we get older or our parents will or our children will and for us to have a relationship with life it's really a relationship with life our body is just a microcosm of life for us to have a relationship with life where we can show up and be present and feel a sense of trust and safety 
that will serve our families and our communities and will serve us for the rest of our days. Yeah. And also, you know, it's interesting because we, we, like in my world, we're always like prepping for the pregnancy, wanting to be the, the pregnancy. And then we get pregnant and it's like, that's the optimal time to, to bring your body down and to be relaxing and to get into that state because you're building a human inside of you. So in my mind, I'm like, how did I even do my initial pregnancy without this type of work? And now the PTSD and the fear when, when people get pregnant after a fertility journey, their body is in fear that this is never like they are holding the, the, the most special thing. And from like a true health perspective, having breath and coming down and, and making sure you say like, my body is safe. How can that not optimize your success? Yeah. And finding a way to, um, work with that fear. Mm, Work with that fear. Yeah. Because the fear will just keep looping and, 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 you know, your mind has good reason to be afraid, but there are ways to support your body to still find peace, even with the fear there. I love that. I love this conversation so much. I feel like being here, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have a good day today. (laughs) How can people work with you? What type of um, support, what type of programs? Talk to me. Yeah. I work with people on lots of different levels. So I have community monthly gatherings where there's usually like a couple hundred folks come out. We do breath work. People just drop in, say hi, and we I take them through a 45 or 50 minute breath work journey. Is that um, virtual, Jen? And that's virtual. Yeah. Yeah. So I work with people in that way and and then I do one-on-one work. So I I am also a somatic coach. So I kind of weave breath work and somatics together, which really just means that, you know, the breath is the gateway into the body and then knowing how to work somatically with what is there and what arises. um, I kind of weave that in. So I work with people one-on-one in person and virtually, and then I run different groups. So I'm actually going to be running a group this winter, starting probably nearing end of January. And um, I, I don't know exactly what the theme is yet, but I think that the theme is going to be around nurturing ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm really in this energy of how do we mother ourselves? And so I suspect that uh, we'll be doing a kind of probably six to eight week journey where we do breath work every week. And my intention for that time will be because it's the winter that it's a very like restful and restorative experience for everyone. So that's something that I'll be offering as well. I love that. And we will definitely post that and promote that over here. I I love that we've connected. I am beyond grateful to have you and I am Sure, I'm going to get a lot of questions I won't be able to answer after this episode. So I will be flipping them over to you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Um, I want to ask you a question. I ask everyone that joins this podcast, but I'm I'm going to twist it a little bit. But, you know, what would be your advice for somebody that's starting either a fertility journey, a health journey, just, you know, they're going into something unknown that has to do with 
their body? What what would be your advice? Well, I think um, when I was 16 and I was really out of hope that I was ever going to be well and I was ever going to live the life that I wanted to live, I miraculously found in a newspaper a clipping that was for this natural doctor guy. And he basically had a cabin in the woods and he was like a 70-year-old dude and he was he was a wizard. Anyways, I went to him and I sat down and he said, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not sick. Your body was made to be well. And it knows how. And it just needs support. And so I feel like in some way that that message is my message to impart to people that our bodies are so wise and so able and so capable and here to create and here to thrive. And we get to get better at just supporting that to naturally happen. Oh, I have goosebumps. Thank you so much, Jen. This was a beautiful conversation. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.